Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the nationwide baby formula shortage growing to a crisis level as parents go to extremes to feed their children. With empty store shelves, the desperate parents rationing portions of baby formula and driving hours for their babies. Sometimes I do cry at night. The advice tonight from a pediatrician about what not to do to fill the void of formula. Unprecedented subpoenas. The top Republican in the House and four other lawmakers get called before the Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection. What information they're looking for. President Biden marks one million deaths. Flags ordered at half-staff as the nation nears a tragic milestone. Putin's war backfires. With Finland moving closer to joining NATO, could Russia retaliate as the Kremlin cuts off gas to Europe? We're following a number of severe weather stories, dangerous storms in parts of the country, raging wildfires damaged dozens of million-dollar homes out west, and how a two-decade drought is eroding one of America's most iconic reservoirs. Plus, the big news on the Triple Crown, the announcement from the underdog winner of the Kentucky Derby. And finally tonight, you have to see this video. The Good Samaritans who bring a woman suffering a medical emergency behind the wheel to safety. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us on this Thursday night. Tonight, we want to begin with a crisis many say shouldn't be happening here in the United States of America, a struggle for parents to get baby formula. We learned today that the White House now scrambling to find a solution to the country's worsening shortage. President Biden spoke earlier with retailers and manufacturers and is trying to import more supplies from other countries. Nationwide, parents are doing whatever it takes to feed their babies, message boards, social media, and offering to swap formula. We're hearing stories from moms like one in Texas today who usually gets formula for free from social services, but she says they've been out of stock for two months. In eight states and here in D.C., more than 50% of all formula products were out of stock, and an additional 28 states have stock shortages of more than 40%. Doctors and healthcare workers are urging parents to contact food banks or physicians' offices, and the big warning tonight, do not water down formula to stretch supplies. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Adriana Diaz will start us off. For 19-year-old Jaylene Oreana from Houston, getting baby formula required a three-hour drive to Austin. It's hard physically, mentally, financially. Sometimes I do cry at night. Oreana paid $120 for three cans for her six-month-old, Jaseli. She's among the 75% of American parents who rely on some formula for their babies. What's the hardest part? Not knowing if she's going to have formula. The shortage intensified earlier this year when Abbott Nutrition recalled three of its top-selling formulas after four babies became ill with bacterial infections. That prompted the shutdown of its largest plant in Michigan. With empty shelves, parents are looking online, only to find eye-popping price gouging in some cases. This 27-ounce can of specialty formula usually costs around $40. It's now going for $129. The search is so widespread that social media groups have been created to connect people with extra formula with those in need. Ali Seckel runs the Formula Exchange. They're having to drive several states over. They're having to ask friends and family. They're having to switch formulas like all the time. Um, and some babies are fine with that, others not so much. Pediatricians like Northwestern University's Dr. Joshua Wexler in Chicago are warning parents not to water down formula or follow recipes to make homemade formulas, which are dangerous. There might be a lot of issues there that could lead to problems for babies affecting their growth, um, affecting their uh, ability to stay hydrated properly. So it's definitely not something we would encourage. That's why Oriana bought extra formula that she plans to ship to other moms who asked for help online. Why are you going that extra mile for other moms? I know how it feels. You know, if they can't find it, I mean, if I find it, obviously I'll get in for them. And Adriana joins us now. I mean, my heart breaks for so many of these families, people with young children like yourself. I mean, what is Abbott Laboratories doing about this? Well, Nora, you're right. It is heartbreaking. And Abbott, which is based here in Chicago, says its plant could start back up within two weeks, but then it'll take up to two months for that new product to land on store shelves. In the meantime, the company is flying an extra formula from its FDA-registered plant in Ireland to help with supply. That's an agonizingly long wait. Adriana Diaz, thank you. Well, here in the nation's capital, an escalation from the Congressional Committee investigating what happened on January 6th, and all coming just weeks before the first televised public hearing. After most Republicans have refused to cooperate, the committee took the extraordinarily rare step of issuing subpoenas to some of their Republican colleagues. Here's CBS's Nicole Killian. 
Tonight, the top Republican in the House, Kevin McCarthy, not backing down after being slapped with a subpoena along with four GOP lawmakers to appear by the end of the month before the House Select Committee investigating the Capitol attack. My view on the committee has not changed. They're not conducting a legitimate investigation. The rare move comes after McCarthy and the other members rejected the panel's request for voluntary testimony several months ago. Chairman Benny Thompson said in a statement, we're forced to take this step to help ensure the committee uncovers facts concerning January 6th. What makes you think they're going to comply with the subpoena? Well, we feel as part of our investigative steps uh, that we need we needed to take this uh, responsibility. Um, we don't take any pride in, in doing this. The committee says it believes the lawmakers have relevant knowledge about the events leading up to the riot, pointing to Leader McCarthy and Congressman Jim Jordan's conversations with the former president that day. I've spoken to the president. I asked him to talk to the nation to tell him to stop this. Citing Alabama's Mo Brooks speech at the rally on the Ellipse. Today is the day. American patriots start taking down names and kicking and alleging Congressman Scott Perry and Andy Biggs were involved in discussions related to efforts to overturn the 2020 election. This is an attempt to go after political uh, enemies instead of trying to get at the truth. This is proof positive that this is about headlines, all right? Committee members say if they don't comply, they may explore other options. This is not Parcheesi. This is not Checkers. Uh, this is a serious investigation. Also developing tonight, the New York Times reports federal investigators have launched a grand jury probe into whether former President Trump may have mishandled documents that were found in his Florida home. His spokesperson tells me that he handled all documents in accordance with the law. Nora. Nicole Killian, thank you so much. We turn now to the pandemic and the once unthinkable tragedy of one million U.S. COVID deaths. White House COVID response coordinator Ashish Jha warns the United States is still in a pandemic state with more than 80,000 infections and hundreds of deaths every day. CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports tonight from the White House. At the White House and the Capitol, Washington paused today to mark an American COVID death toll fast approaching one million. There's still so much left to do. This pandemic isn't over. The milestone is bringing back memories for so many Americans, like Alexa and Brooklyn Rivera. Their mother and grandmother, Ana Martinez, died at the height of the pandemic. About an hour after the conversation with the doctor about her kidneys failing, she was gone. I remember bawling in my room. I hadn't, I hadn't cried so much since like, I was like a child. The president today acknowledged the loss. One million empty chairs around the family dinner table. Each irreplaceable, irreplaceable losses. But he reiterated the pandemic isn't over. We have to double down on our efforts to get shots in people's arms, country by country, community by community. Ensure we have reliable and predictable supplies of vaccines and boosters for everyone, everywhere. Mr. Biden's pre-recorded remarks, far more subdued than how he's marked previous COVID milestones, came during a global summit on how to fight the pandemic. The U.S. and other nations committed more than $3 billion more today with money for vaccines and testing. The U.S., which has invested $19 billion in the global fight, announced plans to share technologies developed to fight the pandemic with the World Health Organization. At least 2 million people have died across Europe, according to the WHO. The president is also pushing Congress to fund more pandemic preparedness, but that has stalled. 
So the White House is prodding lawmakers by once again warning today there could be up to 100 million COVID infections across this country by this fall, unless there's more money soon to pay for vaccines and other treatments. Nora? Just stunning, Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Let's turn now to the war in Ukraine and a major development today far from the battlefield. Finland says it's applying to join NATO and Sweden is expected to quickly follow, possibly expanding the Western military alliance to 32 nations. One of the reasons Vladimir Putin attacked Ukraine was to block it from joining NATO. And tonight, Russia is lashing out. We get more from CBS's Charlie Daggett in Ukraine. Further cornered by Finland's NATO aims and facing a fierce fight on the battlefield, Russia has pulled the trigger on another weapon in its arsenal. Effectively cutting off gas supplies to Europe a day after the Ukrainian government halted gas transfers through its territory. Ukrainian forces have launched a blistering counterattack outside Kharkiv, recapturing villages surrounding Ukraine's second largest city. Running gun battles, street by street, pushing soldiers back and cutting off critical supply lines to the Donbass region. Yet further south, villages and towns have faced a relentless Russian bombardment by land and air. This is the terrifying daily reality for those in the path of Russia's war machine, never knowing when the next airstrike or missile will come or where it will land. It's where we found dazed and angry residents on a dirt road in Bakhmut asking why a massive explosion that left an enormous crater in this quiet lane obliterated their homes. We need help, angry residents shouted in despair. Everything is destroyed, broken. Fixing it will take more than a few men with shovels. The devastation is beyond simple repair. An elderly woman salvages what she can from the wreckage, finding some value in a solitary strip of roofing before waving goodbye to the ruins not knowing what other horrors tomorrow may bring. As we visited the front lines, we've seen Russian forces hit not only railway lines, industrial centers and military sites, but also residential areas with no obvious target. The goal to destroy weapons and infrastructure and terrorize the public. Nora. Charlie Daggett in Ukraine, thank you. We want to turn now to that devastating wildfire that tore through a wealthy Southern California neighborhood overlooking the Pacific. At least 20 homes were torched, and tonight about 900 remain under evacuation orders. Here's Tom Waite of our CBS Los Angeles station, KCBS. The fire racing through this neighborhood grew to 10 times its original size in just over two hours, consuming multi-million dollar homes just kind, kind of speechless. This might be uh, the most devastating residential fire that, that I've covered in, in recent memory. By dawn, the full extent of the damage became clear and began to sink in. It's devastating. It looks like a war zone. That's ammo going off. Yes, I know. I don't want to get hit. All got out and just in time. So much of what was left behind in ruins. What alarms fire officials is how fast it spread on a cool day with an ocean breeze, not fire weather. The vegetation 
in our canyons here in Southern California throughout the West is so dry because fires are taking off and running on us. Throughout the West, this fire season is taking a staggering toll. Nearly 1.3 million acres have been destroyed nationwide. The West's largest wildfire in New Mexico. It's burned more than a month and is still threatening several towns. Back here in California. I'm still in shock yet. Lynn Morey lost almost everything. My husband just walked up to me and said um, the captain salvaged our wedding photo. And this is what people are coming home to, utter devastation. As for the cause of this fire, it's under investigation, but investigators are looking at electrical activity at a nearby water treatment plant. Meanwhile, firefighters are still very much here, tamping down hot spots, making sure they don't erupt if high winds return. Nora? Tom, wait, thank you. Wildfire concerns are only growing heading into the summer after California started the year off with its driest conditions dating back to 1895. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Ben Tracy shows us how two decades of drought is threatening a critical western water supply. It's hard to believe a place this beautiful is also a shadow of its former self. Lake Powell has mostly been on a decline for the past two decades. Eric Belkin runs the Glen Canyon Institute, which wants to restore the canyon that was flooded in the 1960s to create Lake Powell, the nation's second largest reservoir. This area that we're in right now is 177 feet below full pool. And when was the last time it was that high? Full was in 1999. The top of that white bathtub ring is where the water used to be. Satellite images show the dramatic impact of the 22-year-long mega drought. The lake is now just 24% full. It looks like we can expect this to be a new normal. Climate change is making the West hotter and drier, threatening the Colorado River system. It includes the man-made reservoirs of Lake Powell in Utah and Lake Mead in Nevada and provides water for 40 million people in seven states. You had 12 ramps and now this is all you got. This is all we got. The National Park Service has been forced to shut down 11 boat ramps at the Lake Powell Recreation Area, and critically low lake levels could soon cause the Glen Canyon Dam to stop producing hydropower for more than 5 million people. How unprecedented is what's going on here? It's completely unprecedented. This lake hasn't been at this level since 1967. At this moment, Lake Powell was born. That's when Glen Canyon was drowned, erasing a landscape often compared to the Grand Canyon. It's a very special place. Now as the water recedes, the canyon is being reborn. This is just stunning in here. Balkan took us to what's called Cathedral in the Desert, parts of which have not been seen for 60 years. And he showed us this natural bridge that just emerged from the water. This bridge was covered by water, so what we're boating under, you used to be able to boat over? You used to be able to boat over the top of this bridge. Bulkin thinks Lake Powell's remaining water should be sent downriver to prop up Lake Mead, and Glen Canyon turned into a national park. We can't just go on with business as usual and hope that more water fills this reservoir because it's probably not going to. And if so, a once lost canyon may be rediscovered. For Eye on America, I'm Ben Tracy in Big Water, Utah. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. 
All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With TrueGreen, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. TrueGreen is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. TrueGreen offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. A line of dangerous storms blew through parts of Minnesota last night with high winds and heavy rain. Homes were damaged, trees uprooted, and one person who may have been storm chasing was killed in a car crash after power lines fell onto an interstate. More storms with hail and possible tornadoes are in the forecast tonight for much of the Midwest. Okay, big news tonight in horse racing. The surprise Kentucky Derby winner, Rich Strike, will not run at next week's Preakness Stakes in Baltimore. The Thoroughbreds owner says the horse will stay on its training schedule to compete in the Belmont Stakes, stakes in June. In missing the Preakness, racing fans won't have a Triple Crown winner for the fourth straight year. That was a fast horse. Tonight, a woman from West Palm Beach, Florida, is thanking a group of heroes who rushed to her rescue. Lori Rabior said she doesn't remember her medical emergency behind the wheel. Video shows her car rolling diagonally through an intersection. And then look at this, a woman first ran out to try and help her before a group of strangers then scrambled to the car and used all their strength to stop it. They then used a dumbbell, that's a dumbbell, to smash the window and get her to safety. Rabior says she's grateful to those who helped. Thank you so much. I, I, don't, I don't know how to thank you. I wish I was a millionaire so I could buy all a boat. <laughs> well, Rabior says that a combination of blood pressure pills and fasting made her dizzy before she started to convulse. Police are planning a reunion with her rescuers. Very lucky indeed. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman goes on the road with a love story that continues to grow every spring. All right, I always love a love story. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell right here in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.